Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Why Do I Care? I'm your host, Toby Favalora, and today we will completing we will be completing the uh the final of the three-part little mini-series we had diving in. So without further ado, let's hop right into Kathleen Cortez Mastro and the Nevada Sun Race. <music> So jumping right in, like I said a little bit in the intro, um, this is going to be the final part of a little three-part um, little mini-series I, uh, I had about some of the most competitive Senate races that are most likely to control the uh, majority after the midterms. So if you haven't checked it out already, definitely check out the other two. There's one off Betterman, which is fantastic, and one on Warnock, which is also fantastic. They, um, they're pretty fun to do because we get to really focus on individual races and get into more of the nitty-gritty, but at the same time not lose sight of the larger picture because the control of the Senate is most likely to go down to these three, these three races, right? So... Um, there are the two um, races that are most likely to see a flip are the Fetterman one in Pennsylvania. Fetterman, they might flip because the incumbent is not running. But the most likely incumbent to lose is actually Catherine Cortez Mastro. So let's talk about Cortez Mastro. So who, who is it? Who is she? So she um, from Las Vegas, like I, I, I suppose most people from nevada are because it's like the big city i don't really know much about the where people live in that but she served twice as the attorney attorney general and then she became the first woman from nevada and the first latina ever elected to the u.s senate in 2016. 2016 was a decently strong democratic year i guess as strong as it can be while still losing you know, like Trump won. So the, the, the fact that she was able to win is fairly impressive. And if we look at um, the breakdown there, she did win by about three percentage points, which is it's it's a solid victory, right? She won by 30,000 votes, which is it's it's solid. It's very close. But in an election where only one million votes are cast, that's it's it's um it's definitely solid. It's um it's a good amount. Right. So, like I said, three percentage points. So um, her, I guess her kind of claim to fame, I suppose, was um, she was Nevada's uh, top prosecutor. And she really was proud of her ability to be an advocate for like women, children, seniors and um, trying to keep uh, Nevada and the, all the communities safe. So she tried to break up some sex trafficking rings. Um, she wanted to protect seniors she wanted to help middle-class families from that housing crisis all of these things so now she got elected into the senate from in 2016 and um she is on some committees right so she's on uh uh the committee on finance the committee on banking housing urban affairs the committee on energy and national resources and the committee on indian affairs she also is the chair of the Energy and National Resource Committee for Public Lands, Forest, Mining, a subcommittee. That's a mouthful. Basically, she um, the 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 committee she's on. If we go through it, um, banking, housing, and urban affairs for some state in which I I, I want to say their main attraction. I guess the the biggest reason people go there is because of their city right so like hotels banking all that stuff finance it's really important to people that live there same with energy and natural resources they do live in a desert so like water is really important 
and then um on indian affairs it's um that's uh, indigenous peoples that they're uh, referencing to and it's just like um it's 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 important that uh, there's someone looking out for them and then um like i said before energy and national resources uh natural resources that's also important because like i said before it is a desert and um natural resources are important everywhere but i think it would not be the hottest of takes to say that uh water is more important in a desert than like a rainforest you know stuff like that so now if we dive into the race itself so it's cortez mastro versus this guy i'm gonna butcher the name because i don't know i think it's black salt that sounds weird but really all that you need to know about this guy is that 14 members of his family endorse cortez mastro over him I guess, um, okay, so his father was like a um, uh, a prominent Republican in the state. And then I, I, I suppose a, a more well-known, I guess, comparison would be like a Kennedy, you know? Um, like his dad was JFK to his whatever. Not great, but it's definitely better than anything else I could come up with. But the fact that 14 family members says, quote, we believe that Catherine possesses a set of qualities that clearly speak of what we like to call quote nevada grit and quotes that right there it's saying like it's very clear it's very obvious and they they're just like fully throwing their support behind cortez mastro so why does this matter well it matters because this race is close it's very neck and neck once again, 538, if you haven't heard my entire thing about 538, this is like the average. It's not perfect. Polls are never perfect. We should not trust polls, but they are still the best indicator of what the races are going to turn out with. So if we go back to April, um, Cortez Mastro was losing by six points, but then it kind of gets close, right? And then after um, the Dobbs decisions get released, uh, she takes a lead, four-point lead, because like most Republicans, he is uh, more extreme. And she maintains the lead, up until around late September, right? So around a month ago. Yeah, let's say a month ago because I think she lost it September 29th and this is like the 26th. So like, yeah, three around a month ago, she lost the lead. And it's been really close, but now it's getting closer. Um, it, it's getting really close. So right now she's losing by 20, 0.2 percentage points, which is, it's really, really, really close. Like this is like one of the closer races I've ever, we, we have covered on this podcast. Um, recently, some of the best, some of the polls, um, like one of the more recent polls, they, they do have her losing, but it's definitely much closer than people thought. And it's all going to go down to undecided voters. Like I said, she is a, uh, a Latina and she does have very strong support, very strong support, um, from that base. So yeah, like I said before, this is probably the closest Senate race we've covered, um, Pennsylvania, Fetterman has a, a, a two-point lead. Uh, Georgia Senate, uh, Warnock has a three-point lead. Um, in other places, which we didn't talk about, like Ohio, um, Tim Ryan is losing to J.D. Vance, but it's like two points. Like Wisconsin, same thing. North Carolina, same thing. These are all not as close as even. This is basically even. This is probably as close as a race as we're going to see. So remember how long it took for them to count the ballots in 2020? Imagine how long it's going to take now, right? Nevada was once definitely less of a battleground than it is now right it's always been kind of closely contested but um when like the, the former like there was a big democrat uh reed there and then him him deciding not to run for re-election that's really kind of what um 
was what, what caused her to uh, take control and that helped her win because he, he was very popular. So why do you care? Well, like I said, this this basically this controls who won, who's going to win the um the Senate, right? Um, and if we look back to 2018, the Democrat won by a good amount. Uh, all the polls were saying that she's going to win, and you know they they did win, right? Like it, it's it's definitely that easy. So why why does this matter? It matters because, like I said before, this is going to basically who controls the Senate. Um, it's 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 simple, simple, simple stuff like that. Fifty, you need fifty people to control the Senate if you're a Democrat. You need fifty-one if you're a Republican. And if you're doing the math, if I'm a Republican and I'm sitting there doing the math, I'm like, okay, well, what we need to do is we need to flip Georgia and we need to flip Nevada or and, and win, ideally, and win um, Pennsylvania. But if I'm a Republican, that's not very likely. Actually, it might be a little bit more likely after the debate performance. But we're not going to cover that this episode. But it's getting really close. So how can you help? Like I said before, and I'm going to say again, you guys really you got like, you, it's so easy to make texts and make calls. It seems daunting. I promise you, I was scared at first. But the second I, you get on a call, you got to go to Vote Save America. You got to go to, um, you got to just, you have to uh, find a region. Midterm madness, you get in there, you get involved, and you can start making a real difference, a real change. We need this because if Democrats win the Senate, if they get the votes they need, there is a very, very very strong chance that, that they abolish the filibuster and what happens when they abolish the filibuster well then they can codify roe they can make it that trump is less likely to try to do it his like coup thing in 2024 if he runs again which he probably probably will gun control um medicare medicaid social security all these democratic policies and ideas these are all really dependent on who wins these three races so that being said thank you guys so much for listening um Next week's episode is going to be the one before the uh, the midterms. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. And thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day.